Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome back to Crime Time, a podcast discussing all things sci-fi, mystery, horror, and crime fiction. I'm Lee. I'm Eddie. This is episode 200. Well, not technically, but I was sick of doing like season this, episode this. Right, right, right. So I made the executive decision at an executive meeting with myself that you weren't at. Right. That uh, we would just call this show number 200 and go from there. Right, okay. Um... Sounds legit. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, let's count down, shall we? It's double trouble. It's two episodes in one week. Bum, 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 bum. That's right. It's New Year's Eve. 10, 9, 8, (laughs) 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You know what I'm saying? If there's anything I like about you, it's your commitment. To like a joke or a bit. Yeah, I'm gonna keep counting yeah. down. You're lucky I didn't start from a hundred. I feel like if you started a hundred, you would have finished it. I would have finished yeah, it. Yeah, you would have finished it. Are you excited about 2020? I am so excited. Have you got have you got some uh, some some New Year's resolutions? One just popped into my head. Yeah, tell and me. that is I want to raise the production quality of our podcast. Yeah, well, you know, the original reason that we started doing seasons was because our first quote-unquote season was really low quality we recorded it just on the mic that came on my mac do you remember yeah it was uh not good and like i'm not shading us at all but this is just a step up this mic so in 2020 i want to get some quality yeah uh speaking of quality Actually, I wanted to do a shout out to oh, I a... They were going to say you've got some quality street lollies. And I was going to be like, whoa, Ooh, well, it was Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to do a shout out to a podcast that we love. They're our best friends over at... Buffy Boys. Buffy Boys. Eddie. Yeah. Play the trailer. Oh, hold on. Let me just... Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of the greatest feminist TV shows of all time. So, who better to tell you about it than two guys? I'm just kidding. This whole podcast was a mistake. Buffy Boys is a weekly rewatch of Buffy the Vampire Slayer from a queer and glittery perspective, with co-hosts and co-boyfriends, Brian and Joel. I'm Joel, that was Brian. Hi. We're here to spite our parents by telling you all the gay witches, Slayer Sisterhood, the queering of horror, and the tragedy of 90s fashion. (laughs) Go to BuffyBoys.com to find us and all the ways you can listen in. Or don't, I don't care. Yeah, what about you? Any 2020 dreams, goals, aspirations? Well, yeah, I mean, I have I have this one friend who's a, a total turd and I've just really I really want to tell them how much of a how much of a turd they are. Well, hopefully you can stick to it. Yeah. Um my goal for 2019 was to show up. Right, yeah. Just be there. Just be there cuz like, you know, anxiety so often be like you just be like, I don't want to go, you know, yeah, like, or I don't want to do this thing or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I feel like half the well, even more than half the battle, like 90% is like just turning up to things. Yeah. Like physically and metaphorically yeah. thinking. I, I feel like you've been doing that such a lot this year. And in 2020, I think that, you know, it was it was show up. Now it should be show off. Rest on those show laurels. Show You know what I'm saying? And now it's to the world. Be like, look what I did. I did my tarot cards yesterday and get this. Uh, you believe in tarot? Is that the thing? I do. I do. <laughs> like, get this. I believe in tarot. I do believe in tarot. But uh, so the last time I did it was about three months ago. And the final card I got, for anyone that cares, it was a three of cups. Oh. And I always try and wait. Till I feel like that cup, ha- till that card has eventuated until well, I do it again. Because three of cups, that's new relationships, 
friends. Yeah, and like a collaboration. Oh. Working on a creative task. Yeah. Which I feel like I have been doing a lot in the past three months. Yeah. So like I did my tarot cards yesterday. Guess what the first card I got was, which is to suggest that it's my past. Three of cups. Three of cups. Oh, oh, oh. Sounds like you're bad at shuffling. <laughs> That's like out of 70, you know? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you shuffled them all. <laughs> no, no, no. I do a good crack. You just don't believe. That's true. That's true. Do you That's not true. believe in tarot cards? Well, no. Look, here's the thing. I, I probably overly believe in them and then I compensate by pretending I don't. Because I think even if you don't believe that they have like a spiritual magical quality, they mm-hmm. still get you thinking. They're like, oh, um, they're like thought provoking. Yeah. No, I would say that I, I do believe in, in the tarot, but that I'm kind of low key embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Why? Well, it's like how I'm actually scared of a Ouija board, even though I don't really believe in ghosts. You know what I'm saying? Do you know, we just had Christmas and right. I was looking for a present for you. And I was in the game store <laughs> oh my God. and they were selling Ouija boards, which wow. I think is not a good idea. I don't think like, that's a good idea either. Not to be played with. Keep that from away from the children. I know, but I really wanted to buy one for you and one for wow. my dad, just purely for the reaction it would get. But like, wow. no one's got that kind of cash. Shout out to Lee's dad. We narrowly missed getting bullied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had like two rules in our house. One was to like tell each other what was going on. Yeah. The yeah. second was no Ouija boards. No Ouija boards. <laughs> Look, that's a really good rule. The rule in my house was fire outside. <laughs> so we any... didn't always follow it. <laughs> <laughs> so any other? Look, I'd say that my really big New Year's resolution is to put the work in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I'm a bit of a baby genius. I've never had to try. So like, now I'm going to try. What are you going to try at? Uh, so I'm going to try stuff that I'm not already good at. Like what? So I, I want to learn how to play trumpet. So uh, shout out to my neighbors. Sorry. Um, where did this come from? I've never heard know. you I, mention a trumpet. Because well, I quit smoking. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have a lung capacity. Is it something you've always wanted to do? I, I've always wanted to be able to play an instrument. And I've always been like really half-baked. Like when you're a grown up. It's really hard to be bad at something. You know what I mean? Like, cause kids, like, you know, they're like, oh, I'm bad at it, whatever, and they keep doing it. Mm. Uh, as long as they're getting like, you know, encouragement and stuff. But adults, they're so used to being good at stuff that they're like, oh, well, I'm not good at it. Fully. So fully. I can't do it. Cause I started oil painting about four months ago. Yeah. And um, the first one I did was just, I thought it was quite bad. But then, and then I kept saying, it's like a kid did it. And then I'm like, well, it's because you have no skill. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not like a kid did it, it's that you have no skill in this. Yeah, yeah, fully. That thing that if you like do something for 10,000 hours or something, yeah, which then is you like get an arbitrary number, but yeah. Sure, they all are, but like you do something yeah. and you get better at it. Exactly. Or you just enjoy doing it. Fully. And I just think getting good at something includes being bad at it. Mm. And, and, and I really want to get good at being bad at things. Wow. Okay, so we are counting down some great things that have happened this year. And I've got a little hat here full of a folded piece of paper. We did this last year and I I think we're on different pages last year and I think we are on this year too because you said great things that happen. I just put things that happen. Oh, I just put things that happen as well. I mean great in the sense of uh, great white shark. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big big, old old stuff. Big. All right, do you want to take the first one? Okay, I'm nervous. All right, here we go. Ready? Boom. Is this mine or yours? I I don't know. What does that say? 
Oh, great minds think alike. I put this in as well. Uh, so I'm reading it out and it says we launched Frank and Co. And uh, tell me, Lee, what is Frank and Co? Well, this is our, uh, I guess it's like our genius baby project. It's a baby genius baby project. So this year, Eddie and I put our heads together and we thought, what do we love doing? People often write in being like, can you beta read our story? Yeah. So we started this year, we put out blood, sweat and tears into yeah. this project called Frank and Co Readers. Yeah. Uh, you can check us out at frankcoreaders.com. We do manuscript assessment services yeah. for writers. Yeah, so we will take your manuscript and we will give you a report, a really comprehensive, uh, how is it reading? What can we do to take this from where it is to the next level? Yeah, from like good to great. Yeah, from great to brilliant. Yep. From uh, awful to like, you know, pretty good. It's Eddie's thing. They'll give it a really good structural edit. Uh, yeah. They'll talk about voice characterization, reader satisfaction. Yeah. Do we feel satisfied after we read it? Plot holes. Plot holes. Do we feel like the characters are real? Inconsistencies. Are they jumping off the page? Are there some negative biases that you don't recognize might be in there that you might not want to put out to the world? Or maybe you do, but you want it to be on purpose. Yeah. Is there? Is, is, do you have something that you hide under your bed and haven't shown anyone? Or feel like you can't get objective feedback. Anyway, yeah. we're the people to do it. Yeah, exactly. And can I say, when, when Lee says, do you have something that you hide under your bed and you haven't shown anyone? We do mean a manuscript. <laughs> um... Hey, I'm happy with anything. <laughs> Send it in. <laughs> I'm not saying I won't have a look. Wow, that's, yeah, that's great. All right, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm picking up, picking up a new one. All right, ready? Uh, this one says, you, season two. <sighs> What Have you been you? watching this? What is you? It's a television series on Netflix. Why are you? Why are It's called you. Right. No, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's brilliant. So I avoided it because I thought it looked soppy and weird. All right. Um, you've got this classic psychopath guy. Right. He falls for one woman or another, and then he becomes obsessed with them. Right. But it's it's filmed through the lens of like he's just a nice guy. Right. So in some ways. Uh, to the women he's coming across to, he's just being a nice guy. He's just accidentally bumping into them, accidentally hacking their oh, phone. No. Accidentally hacking their phone? Just being, like, not accidentally, like, as in, he's setting all these things up and the woman just feels like, oh, hey, these things are accidentally happening. Oh, it's, like, perfect. It's true love. It's true love. But yeah. he's just, like, a psychopath that makes your skin crawl. I have never heard of this. They've set it up so well. And I've heard someone on the internet say, if you, because he's uh, narrating it. Right. So if you just watch it without the narration, it doesn't, it just looks like not as creepy. Wow. And like, it's, yeah, I can't really explain it, but I would recommend to go and watch it. And yesterday I started watching season two because it launched on Boxing Day. Oh. So there was a huge culmination in season one and that finished like a while ago and I've yeah, been waiting, yeah, waiting, yeah. waiting for season two. Amazing. And it's a whole new storyline, but obviously connects to the last. It will not disappoint. Best Friends Club. Best Friends Club. I put this in as well, but it's oh, your really? one. Yep. Yeah, you can tell because that's excellent handwriting. Do you want to describe it? Okay, so... Those who are patrons on our Patreon will know about this already. Best Friends Club is, at the moment, I think it's only a few episodes, but basically it's a little spin-off, five-minute, mini it's webisode. Ten. It's ten minutes. Ten minutes? It's well, ten minutes. I don't edit it because I'm lazy. <laughs> so uh, we're, it, basically what we do is we count down the best of, or the worst of, uh, whatever it is that we're talking about that week. Murderers. Uh, Shoes. Crime fiction books. Uh, birds. Anything we want. Anything uh, we damn well please. Crime fighting duos, you know, anything we want. And yeah, if you sign up to our Patreon, you get, I guess you instantly get those three episodes and yeah. you get notified whenever we have a new one. 
Yeah, and uh, you can request topics for Best Friends Club episodes. I would absolutely love that. Yeah. All right, so if you guys want to listen to Best Friends Club and suggest topics, go to our Patreon. So go to our website, crumbtimepod.com, and click on Patreon. Yeah. Or support us, I think is the... I think it says support us on Patreon. So it's very clear. You can't get confused. <laughs> you can't miss it. Good All right, road I'm, signs. I'm, I'm picking one up. Okay, good. All right. Oh, it says Best Friends Club. Hey! <laughs> I guess that's because we're best friends. Da, 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 da. All right, I'm looking at one. Oh, Kathy Reichs. Reichs. What's wrong with you right now? Kathy Kathy Reich? Am I having a stroke? I think so. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Kathy Reichs. Why do you keep name, saying right? it so weird? <laughs> How do you say it? Well, you said it like three different ways. Well, I was confused. I didn't even write that. You wrote that. I wrote it. It's, it's my problem. Reich. So I re- Reich? <laughs> it's like rice, but like you've got a mouthful of rice. You're like, well, I've eaten a lot of rice. So I read a bunch of uh, these Books by this author. <laughs> Called Kathy. Kathy, if you're listening, tell me how to pronounce your last name. But I think it's Rikes, right? Well, I mean, it looks like Rikes, but I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, she wrote the Temperance Brennan uh, novels, which bones. are Bones. Yeah. She reads Bones. She, well, she doesn't read Bones. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> right, oh, I get it. That's It's sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Offensive. I'm calling the police. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I guess the the main thing that I learned is that Kathy herself seems to be a really great person, but that Temperance Brennan is a bit of a turd. Also, uh, we talked about this during the year, but we don't we don't say we don't, we're not saying it's Kathy Rikes's fault, but her publicity team always put her in comparison to Pecon, Pecon, yeah. Patricia Cornwell, and uh, don't do that. Also, she has a new book out. Does she? It's not Pecon. in the yeah, it's not in the Scarpetta series. It's a new series, wow. but um. Yeah, I probably won't pick it up. Agreed. Scarpetta for life. Scarpetta for life. All right, take a take a paper. Did you fold them? You know I folded them. I don't want to get mine. I want to get one of yours. Oh, well. Here. Okay. Uh, oh, where's Pecon? Yeah, that's where's Pecon? For real, that's what I just picked up. Wow. Uh, she's here. She's publishing. All right, she's fine. She's got a new, I think it's a male detective. Oh, okay. Well, but you know I'm only interested in Scarpetta. I know, me too. Yeah. I just love her world and her characters. It's not just yeah. even her that I miss. It's like Lucy. Yeah. yeah. The other guy. The other guy. Anyway. It's been so long we've forgotten their name. Pecon! What's her husband's name? Uh, Jeff. Lies. <laughs> your turn. <laughs> All right, boom. But to answer your question, she's out there doing her business. All right. Well, that's, well not according to your mum. Your mum is convinced uh, that she's dead, so. Yes, that was a highlight from 2019. <laughs> that is a highlight from 2019. Uh, this one just says, Yoshi! Yoshi! <laughs> I put that in there last minute because it was something that I really enjoyed playing this year. Oh, really? So Yoshi's, the first one came out on the Switch uh-huh. a year ago or so, and yeah. then the new one came out this year. Amazing. And I played it all. Did you see there's a new Zelda coming out? I did. I can't wait. Yeah, yep. I do. You're yep. going gonna to play the shit out of that? I'm going to play the absolute fucking shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. All right, take another one. <laughs> Oh, but before we do, Yoshi, sexy or scary? <laughs> Not scary, so I guess it has to be sexy. <laughs> I guess in the binary that is sexy or scary, you now have to make out with uh, Yoshi. So, All right. Uh, yeah. This one's for you. It's legally binding. Uh, this one says, JK Rowling, but someone has put in the middle uh, in brackets, ER. So now it says jerk Rowling? I took that off Twitter. Oh, that's a good one. It's yeah, a good one. Yeah. Um, so I guess... 
This is based, uh, this is a reference to the fact that J.K. Rowling. I think you mean Jerk Rowling. <laughs> jerk Rowling <laughs> came out in support of a woman who had, um, she was in a public facing job. So I think she worked for a, uh, a charity, I think. So she, she had a fundraising role. Um, and she'd said a series, she'd made a series of tweets uh, that were each more transphobic than the next. So she started out really small and then over, uh, I think, months, she uh, ramped it up to more and more kind of blatant. That's what happens with rabid lunatics if you don't nip them in the bud. Exactly. So eventually what happened was uh, someone contacted her employer and they said, hey, this person who is in a front-facing role in your company... Speaking on behalf of your brand. Essentially mm. um, is making these comments now she wasn't an employee she was contracted Mm. and what happened was they were like well this front-facing person whose job is to be front-facing uh and to use social media for us has made such a negative image of themselves we're probably not going to go with them this time so they didn't renew her contract that's what i heard so there was a lot of controversy online that she'd been fired well what if she had but that she it wasn't even that it was that her contract hadn't been renewed yeah so then jk rowling came out in response and i'm not going to say the particulars of what she said but basically she was supporting this woman and uh said some quite dismissive quite nasty things about trans people i think what she said actually cut to the heart of what a lot of trans people fear and and one of that was I'm going to have to say the line. Right, sure. But it was just that, you know, have sex with who, whoever will have you. Whoever will have you. It's so mean. And I think a lot of trans people feel that they're not lovable. And yeah. that um, that's a real fear that a lot of people have. And I think that was very clever of her to cut straight to the quick yeah. uh, in and such a cruel, cruel way. It's it's really cruel and it's really underhanded because it, it's, it's, oh, dress how you want. I don't care. Yeah. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Which I think is such a... it's. It's a dismissive at mm. best. At mm. best, it's dismissive. Um, but underneath, what it is is, I don't care enough to respect you as a person. Yeah. I don't care for your existence. I don't. You know, th- there's so much about this, and and I think it really hurt a lot of people who've, you know, invested a lot of love and a lot of identity in J.K. Rowling's books. Because at the heart of Harry Potter, it's about a a neglected unloved boy that's special you know yeah and i think a lot of marginalized people really yeah. empathize with that yeah. idea that they're going to find a place where they belong yeah and that essentially they're just loved and that they have a little bit of power and control right yeah and i think the thing that i think for me i i think i'm just lucky that oh, you know harry potter wasn't really big for me because i think it, it really easily could be really hurtful for me you know having having something that was so formative to your identity you know having the creator of that come out almost like against you is really awful but and keeping it, in mind it's not just trans people she's come out in a lot of ways and been hurtful in a load of ways yeah. already i guess for a lot of people this might have been something the they final saw final yeah. final <laughs> last yeah. the last very last final magical definitely absolute last straw i think the big thing is that for me, what I think really happened, um, and I think that we've been talking about this for years, about J.K. Rowling coming and saying, oh, and this and this and this, you know, even though her books are well finished, mm. you know, is that what happened was Harry Potter came out and it exploded, right? She wrote Boom. this, like, she wrote this book that was essentially about a really bourgeois private school. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. everyone shows up and they're like, whoa, we're buying our magic books with gold diamonds. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like, actually quite bourgeois. So she wrote this thing 
But then the audience, the people who read it, they took it and they turned it into something amazing. And I'm not saying that the books are awful because they're not. They're like pretty good kids books, you know. Yeah, they, my, my nephews love them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But I think the thing that's magical about Harry Potter, if you will excuse the like pun there, is actually the community that formed around it. And I think that what happened was you had all of these people identifying with and creating this world around Harry Potter. They were like, you know, and I'm this type of witch and I'm this. And there was all of this really gorgeous fan fiction, you know, and some weird stuff as well. Like, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Like that's also part of it. But you know, people built Mm. identities and communities around it. And then I think JK Rowling got Jealous. jealous that's what I was yeah, like I think she was like no it's mine she keeps coming back and saying well this is what I really meant and I want to say yeah mate you, you finished it. writing you it. wrote it you published it you, you died yeah. I mean like yeah death of the author death of the author can yeah. you explain to people a little right so death of the author is a particular theory put forward by da 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 can't remember his name dun, what's his dun, name dun. I have no idea but oh yeah Roland Bart right uh, who got run over by a laundry truck. Uh, did he? Just, yeah, as an aside. Did he die? He did, yeah. He didn't do well after that. Uh, anyway. But, because he was dead. Well, that was the death of that author. Oh. <laughs> he would agree with you, though. He really would. Well, no, he would say it happened as soon as uh, his fingers left the typewriter. You I know what I'm saying? That. I love but it. But basically what he said was, you know, an author can tell you what they meant till the cows come home. But really what there is, is what's written down. So we pick up Harry Potter and we say, well, actually I can't find where um, Dumbledore is gay. I can't find that moment. You can tell me that Mm. on Twitter Mm. for a hundred years, but at the end of the day, you did not put it in the book. Yeah. And so, and so the, the, the idea of the death of the author is just that like, you know, we don't need the author to explain the book to us. We've got the book. Um, and and think, we make out we make we make our own meanings. Yeah. So I've heard people from like deaf communities or people from queer communities yeah. saying we made this, we wrote ourselves into this. Yeah. And that's none of J.K. Rowling's business. Absolutely. And and what I say to people, I think, because there's been so much hurt around yeah. what she's done to her books or what she's tried to do to her books post writing them yeah. is she can't change any of that. Yeah. Like whatever you've taken from those books and made for yourself, she can't touch that. Yeah. And I think. For me, like, I always think of reading as a collaboration. Like, fundamentally, a book can sit there, but it needs someone to read it for it to actually be a book. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's like a relationship. Absolutely. Like, it cannot be one-sided. Yeah. It, it can't be J.K. Rowling shouting to you from the book. Right, fully. It's like, if you're in a cinema and you walk out of the cinema, that film isn't playing for you anymore. That film isn't playing. So I, I really do think that it's about whoever is reading it. Whoever is reading it is making that meaning, is reading that, is, is writing that. Yeah. And I think that J.K. Rowling, yeah, I think she just wanted to like get in there and, and, and own that as well. Mm. And I just think you wrote Harry Potter when you read Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling can honestly fuck off. Yeah, let's yeet her into the sun and move on. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the final word on JK, roll out of my life. <laughs> Alrighty, let's let's do another one. Oh, Drag Race UK. Oh, also quite topical. Good one. Uh, so those of you who listen a lot will know that we love ourselves a bit of RuPaul's Drag Race. <sighs> 
And uh, it recently came to the UK. Who's your fave? Ah, oh, I've got a few. All right, all right. Uh, well, I thought that Vivian should win, which yeah. she did. Oh, wow. Spoilers. You've had time. <laughs> um, my other favorite was Bag of Chips. Bag of Chips. Oh. And then I had another one. She's Vinegar already... Strokes. I loved Vinegar Strokes. I loved Vinegar Strokes and Something Wong. I love Something Wong. Although Something Wong really shit the bed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, I just love the show. I thought yeah. at first I didn't, I watched the first episode and I thought, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then I came back for the second episode and I thought, absolutely endeared. And I love this. It's yeah. so different to the US version. Absolutely. I also just love how much RuPaul and Michelle Visage did not get over doing really bad English accents. And how much, I guess all of us, everyone I spoke to was just <laughs> so enraptured by the British words that we'd never heard of before. Oh my God, like tuppence? Tuppence. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, ideal. All right. Boom. My turn. Eddie got a cat. I got a cat, everyone. Hey. His name is Momo. You should is... put a picture of Momo up. I will. I will. I'll show you a picture of him sitting in my pot plants, which I'm trying to be better at taking care of. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. His name is Momo, which is short for Mobius Mobius. All right, let's go <laughs> for another one. Oh, it says Frank and Co. Hey. <laughs> hey, manuscript reviews. Seven. Uh, Nikki French kidnapping conspiracy. Ah. So people might have heard this going around the internet. It's been uh, quite a popular theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is my pet theory and and, and solid firm belief mm-hmm. that Nikki French, husband and wife writing duo, are not a writing duo, but in fact a kidnapping duo. And that they go around, they find up-and-coming aspiring authors, they kidnap them, and then publish their books. I'm just going to debate this or uh, refute yeah, this yeah, until yeah, I'm yeah, blue yeah. in the okay, face because yeah. out of all the writers I read, they have such a strong writing style. Like, if you showed me books without covers, I could pick the Nikki French ones. Really? Truly. Could you? Truly. Yeah, because of that that desperation in, in, in each author's <laughs> writing style that's saying, help I'm in Nikki French's basement. That's what that je ne sais quoi is. Give me the hat. It helped me. (laughs) All right, fine, yeah. Uh, Oh, Us. Oh, absolutely fantastic film. Came out earlier this year. Us. Jordan Peele's follow-up to, well, not follow-up to, but follow-up from... Yeah, get out. Uh, get out to so us. Brilliant doppelganger. So good. Over the top. Over the top. Just Loved a it. Really good horror film. Good laugh. Good thought provoking. Uh, scary. What more could you want? Yeah, I think it made Doctor Sleep the film feel uh, almost like it was copying us. Yeah, if you put those films side by side, gosh, one is lackluster, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> And I say that as a huge Sh- Dr. Sleep fan. Shots fired. But right. uh, Jordan Peele, love you, love your work. Yeah. All right, I've got another one. It says, Lee watched Killing. Now, <laughs> I didn't write this. Is that uh, what I wrote? It, you wrote, Lee watched Killing. And I'm really worried, Lee. <laughs> is this the way that you Is there something odd about that? that? Yeah. What was being killed? <laughs> I think I meant to write, Lee watched Killing Eve. Oh, I see. Wow, that's. That's real different. <laughs> Lee watched killing. Lee watched Lee watched killing. <laughs> it's, it's really like just with that really flat affect. Yeah. Lee watched killing. Like really like 
Like you're talking about yourself in the third person because you've dissociated so much from all of the murder you've seen. Uh, Killing Eve. Right. I would say it was my show of the year. Show of the year. It had two seasons and because I didn't watch them until I watched them, I got to yeah. watch all of them at once. Wow. Starring Sandra Oh and another person's name I don't know, but they yeah. were both incredible. Sandra Oh is this cop-like character uh, hunting this uh, psychopath uh Murderer. Murderer, but she's like, uh, you pay her to murder people. Oh, assassin. Assassin, yeah. yeah. yeah but the, the sexual tension, the cat Whoa. and mouse dynamic between them is just oh, so good. Yeah, chef's kiss. So good. All right, well, bon appetit. <laughs> Lee watched Killing. <laughs> all right. Oh, I'm just, like, doing all of these. Lee married Eddie's sister. <laughs> it's true, you did. <laughs> I did marry Eddie's sister. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was magical. It was beautiful. Um, that's all I really have to say on that matter. Yeah, I was really upset that you refused to podcast your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if I'd been there, like, commentating, and now she's coming down the aisle. She's Lee- murdering it. <laughs> she's really killing it. Uh, Lee looks like a stunned mullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened. All right, so that's how the wedding went. Got another one. Uh, this one says, the prodigy... <laughs> The Prodigy. Oh, the so- the band that you don't know. <laughs> Still, guys, you know what? I actually looked up a song by The Prodigy. Pro- pro- what is <laughs> wrong pro- with you today? Take me to the emergency room. You just, you never stumble over words. Uh, we're not even drinking. I don't have an excuse. I, Why you have no excuse drinking? for not giving me alcohol at your house. That's a really good point. <laughs> good Lord. So, The Prodigy. Uh, which was a, a book that you read. It was a film that I watched. Uh, that's like a book, but it's yeah. on a TV. <laughs> it's like a, a picture book. <laughs> that's what they call them, right? It's like a book they read to you yeah. and they act out. Yeah. Oh, it's like the theatre. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I kept uh, trying to think of a song by the band The Prodigy, and I, I still can't. No, you, you, even you looked it up. and. No, yeah, there was one about, oh, no, Smacked My Bitch Up. <laughs> That's the... I believe it's Smack My Bitch Up. I believe the song is called Smack, smack my... <laughs> my Bitch Up. Past tense. <laughs> I, I smacked <laughs> I smacked bitch. the bitch up. Yeah, so uh, I just really wanted to prove that I was cool and I really flumped that. So. Uh, if it was cool, <laughs> don't look up bands from 20 years ago. <laughs> Uh, we've already talked about Dr. Sleep. It was the shitty version of Us. Whoa! Um, oh, yes, this is a good one. Well, a tragic one. The Apocalypse, parentheses, Australia. Yeah, so those of you who are listening from other countries, this might be coming out to you posthumously. <laughs> uh, because all of Australia is on fire. We're on fire. It's... And not in like a good way, not like we're on fire. No. Like, no, we're on fire. It's not, it's not great. We're on fire and uh, the government ain't doing much about it. No, like. <laughs> they're cutting fire services. They're cutting fire services. And for those of you who don't know very much about Australia, uh, all of our country fire services pretty much are voluntary. And also. So they're volunteer workers and they're not. So there have been fires going for like a month mm. and these people have been trying to put them out for like a month and they're not getting paid. And there's a thousand homes have burned down. Yeah. And if you don't know this as well, one of the Australian trees is the eucalyptus tree. Yeah. Eucalyptus is just fuel for fire. Yeah. Look, there are a lot of trees in Australia that 
grow by fire. Like the way they make new trees is they light on fire. <laughs> um, it's beautiful. It's, like it's if you think beautiful. about it. Yeah. But I guess this intersection of um, global warming, which is yeah. creating drought. Yeah. And then colonization, which yeah. means that uh, white people aren't taking care of the land the way yeah. that um, Aboriginal people were taking care of the land for 60,000 odd years yeah. has meant that the country is in the bin. It's it's, it's it, cooked. Yeah, it, it's cooked. It's cooking. Stick a fork in it. It's done. It. It. Part two. Yeah, it was good. Oh, yeah, it was fine. It was all right. Um, I really liked the moment where uh, they were in the underground cubby house. Yes. And that then they're like all around looking at stuff and then they hear uh what's his name? Pennywise. They hear Pennywise like ah! yeah. and then he like and they're all like, No, it's him but then it's Mike. Yeah. yeah just yeah. being a shit. Being, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, that He was, was a great character. Oh, really good. Really good. Alright. Last one. Last one. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Terminator. Terminator Yeah, it was good. Duck fate. Dark Fate. You loved it. Dark Fate loved it. Uh, you know, I just want to look at Linda Hamilton all the time. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, tell us what you think your like favorite, what you think. Your highlights, your lowlights of 2019. Yeah. Uh, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Boom. That kind of thing. Uh, tell us what you are hoping to read in 2020. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah. What are you, what are you not waiting for, but still haven't read? Because that's most of my to read list. Well, we miss you. We hope you have a safe and happy new year. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you in 2020. Stay cool, drink water. <laughs> <laughs>